Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello, Arizona. Welcome to Legitimate with Mike and Rochelle Poulton, where we share our legitimate perspectives on how to get ahead and stay ahead in law, business, and life. I'm Mike Poulton with the law firm Poulton & Naroyan. We provide business consulting and business law services and estate planning here in the city of Phoenix and in the state of California. And my wife, Rochelle, here is with the Arizona Credit Law Group, which includes X-Firm, a consumer rights firm helping consumers deal with all kinds of legal and financial issues in their lives. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. We're so excited. Today, we have our topic of SIP Happens, mixing business with pleasure, and a bunch of our gal pals, Irene, Kenyatta, and Annie. And they'll be joining us in a moment. But first, we have a couple of things we want to cover, starting with the rackets. The things, all the crappy ways that people are currently making money. There are a couple of scams that are circling the valley right now that you should know about. And the first one is the rental house scam. So if you're looking for a home to rent, you've got to be careful with fake landlords. Usually uh, there's a big red flag if someone tells you to go to the bank and deposit money into their account before you actually have moved in. That's like a thing. They send you to a a Wells Fargo to deposit money, and it turns out they weren't actually owning the property or able to actually rent you anything. So not ideal. Those Craigslist ads, beware. Yeah. Let's get back to the fundamentals on uh, how landlords and tenants work. Who can rent you a house? The owner of that house. That's the only person who can actually give you a lease to live there is the person who actually owns it. Now, how can you tell? if the person who's trying to uh, give you a lease and get you to rent a place is actually the owner. Uh, Well, it turns out you can just go online to the county assessor's website and look up that property and look at who owns the place. And if that's not the person you're dealing with, then we got a question to answer. And the answer might be that you're actually talking to a property manager, somebody who's been hired by the owner of the house to get it leased. If that's the case, it's really easy to confirm that. This isn't a secret. There's no reason for you to be concerned that you're going to annoy somebody or not be able to get the information or that you're making a misstep. No, you just ask them, hey, uh, who's the owner of this place? Are you their agent? Sort it out. Figure out that relationship because, man, if you get a lease from somebody who doesn't own that place, you don't have a lease. You're paying rent to some random guy for a house that you've got no right to. Uh, It gets real messy real fast. And this has been happening ever since the real estate crash back in uh, 08 through 2012, vacant houses, abandoned, foreclosed properties with nobody watching them. Uh, People will just spot those and say, you know what, I'm going to put that up for lease and get some money from people and tell them I'm renting it to them. Uh, It's happening over and over again, and it's still happening today. So you got to watch out for that. It's a big scam. And the bottom line is if you fall for it, you're going to have a bad time. There's no good way to get out of that bad arrangement. You're not getting your money back um, and you're going to have to leave the property. So uh, good good to uh, use the caveat enter approach to make sure that you don't get wrapped up in that racket. Yes, avoid the rackets. The other one has to do also with Craigslist with buying dogs. Like a lot of people are looking for comfort animals right now uh, for their families and there's a lot of bogus Craigslist ads out there. So just be wary before you give people money or transfer their money through one of those any electronic resources that you're actually getting the animal before you pay. It's the same exact outcome. You don't want to be scammed. You don't want to be ripped off. It's a real issue. I think the last one we've got are the tax returns. So there has been a huge uptick in people filing fake tax returns to get fake refunds, and it's a whole big deal. So if you haven't filed your tax return yet, go ahead and make sure no one else has filed one for you. Kind of a big deal. Uh, With the extension and the deadline being through July 15th, uh, it's really important to just take a look, make sure everything looks good because you don't want to find out after the fact and be a victim. So just make sure you're paying attention uh, to your tax returns and um, not being a victim of a scam. Absolutely. It's important for all of us to pay our own taxes, but you don't want somebody else filing yours for you. (laughs) No one likes that. (laughs) No. Oh, and I would mention on those dog buying scams, this has been going on for a long time. I actually used to be kind of connected to the dog breeding and working dog community for a variety of reasons. That was a whole prior life. But you got to watch out when it comes to dog business. If somebody's trying to sell you a dog, 
make absolutely sure that you know exactly what you're getting. You've met the dog. You've confirmed that it's a legitimate breeder. Uh, you've talked to other people they know who've gotten dogs from them. That you got to be very wary in those circles. If you are not already a member of the dog community, you don't really know what you're getting into. There's a lot of a lot of shysters going on around there. It's a little bit like uh, um, Tiger King. There's there's a little bit of a Tiger King vibe going yeah. on with that community. So be careful. There are great breeders out there, great dogs to have, great ways to adopt them. But you got to know what you're getting. And especially with coronavirus, people are taking advantage of that on both the dog scams and the rental scams to say, oh, we can't meet in person. You can't see it first. You got to pay us and then we'll do a handoff. Well, that's not legit. Um, Be careful about the virus. It is real. It is getting worse. But don't let yourself get suckered because of it. Amen. Those are the rackets. Those are the rackets. That's what we've got for you. So we're moving into our LVL moments, which are life, business, and law. And we're going to start off with our law moment. And it's been a really intense couple of weeks. And I don't think you can get away with talking about law without talking about George Floyd. So there's been a lot of um, contention going on. But I hope we can all agree that no one wants bad cops committing crimes. So we kind of want to focus on what we think the solution is. And it's got to go, unfortunately, beyond police reform. We think it should also be justice reform. We're really interested in... uh, living up to the ideology that all of us have aspired to do in this country, which is, you know, we believe in the Constitution and we believe that you're innocent until proven guilty. And it seems like maybe we should have zagged when we zigged and we just want to kind of get back to what I hope we all believe in. We think that there's a few things that we need to address, starting with obviously police departments, because that's what people are calling for, and police unions but also looking at bigger picture items like qualified immunity. Uh, The Supreme Court has that up for discussion. Uh, Oral arguments are this week. So that's going to be really exciting. Hopefully they don't bunt on that issue. I think Mike can agree with me on that. Absolutely. Um, I would note, I, I think a lot of people aren't familiar with what qualified immunity is. We all tend to think that we have rights under the Constitution that the government can't violate, the right to free speech, Uh, the right to be secure in your person and documents. That's the Fourth Amendment. What that means is the police can't abuse you physically. They can't take your property. They can't invade your home without due process of law, meaning they have a good reason for it. It is necessary to enforce the law that they do these things and that they have a court order to support it. Those restrictions are what keep us free and safe, and that is what our country is built on. Those are the, the principles that our founding fathers created this country to uphold. And in order for that to work, the law has to be applied equally to everyone. And that means that uh, in the same way that all of us, uh, every American, is subject to prosecution for violating the law, we must also have police and prosecutors themselves be held to the same laws and standards. Qualified immunity is a doctrine that the Supreme Court came up with on its own uh, quite some time ago. It does not come from the Constitution. There is no statute or text or anything that supports it. But the idea is that if your rights are violated, uh, and they they are in fact violated, let's say there really is a violation of your rights under the Constitution, you cannot sue the police department for doing that to you. You cannot sue the government for violating your rights, even if they absolutely did it, unless someone has already sued them for it, and it has already been declared that exactly the specific thing they did to you, that very breach, the way they did it to you, is illegal. Unless that's been thoroughly proven in court already, you can't come to court to prove it in your case. Now, if that sounds like a confusing catch-22 that leaves you out in the, in the, in the breeze, unable to re- obtain any kind of recompense or justice, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what it does. Uh, and so it is time for that to go. So there's been a bipartisan movement to reevaluate <laughs> qualified immunity. We've got a lot of people on both sides of the political aisle saying this wasn't a good solution. We got problems to solve in this country, but that wasn't a good way to do it. We've seen the experimental results and it's not turning out well. So So we're hoping that that can change. (laughs) There's also other things added to this laundry list of uh, justice reform we'd like to see. Uh, The investigative process, everything from lab techs to 
uh, medical examiners. Yep. What exactly is their function? What are they trying to do? It was supposed to be about truth and justice, and we should get back to that and figure out how we can achieve those goals using our investigative process, along with the prosecutor's office, their discretion and funding, and maybe the disparate impact that you end up with the public defender's office. If you're unfamiliar with these terms, you should Google them and look at it. It's pretty fascinating. Uh, judges and their discretion, decision-making, maybe start looking at some of their opinions, uh, start reading them, seeing what's going on really on the back end. Those are called minute entries and they're available online for free. You should read them every now and again. They're pretty fascinating, especially in the criminal law. And of course, privatization of prisons, that kind of sounded like a bad idea when we started doing it. Financially incentivizing, putting people in jail, um, didn't sound good when it started. And since it's been in effect, it actually hasn't worked that well for people. So maybe we take a second look at that. And last but not least, the criminal code in general. Let's take mm -hmm. a look at the statutes and the history of jurisprudence. This is a really big solution because it's a really big problem. There are no easy answers. There isn't one thing that's going to solve it all, but hopefully we can all come together and be part of the solution. So... It pays to be educated on these things and yes. to stay up on current events. And these are tough issues for people to deal with as Americans because we're constantly being confronted on these issues with, with people on the other side of whichever side of the aisle we're on shouting, telling us we're wrong. And we've got people on our own side saying that uh, everything we're doing is right. And the bottom line is that both sides have good points. And both sides also have messaging issues. And the bottom line is we all need to come together as Americans and focus on how to improve our country practically. Yes. Real solutions. Justice reform. Yes. So moving into lighter matters, our business moment. And right now, a lot of businesses are struggling financially, obviously, because there's still a pandemic happening. In the middle of all of this, there is still a lot of uh, health concerns and health issues and financial trauma that is just occurring on a regular basis. So we wanted to talk really quickly about small business commercial leases. Yes. So... We talked just moments ago about the problems with uh, scams in residential rentals. That same issue doesn't really happen with commercial properties, but there are a lot of other pitfalls to consider when you're talking about renting a commercial space for a small business or if you're already a small commercial tenant. Commercial leasing is completely different, really, from what happens with uh, residential leases. Uh, commercial leasing gives very little protection to the tenant. The expectation is that as a business person making a commercial deal, you've already taken whatever steps you need to do to protect your interests. And, and nobody's going to give you the benefit of the doubt or cut you slack in your negotiation with a landlord. Because the bottom line is that in many cases, your landlord is no bigger of a business person than you are. It may just be one guy who owns a building. Or maybe they've got a couple, but they owe all the money to the bank. There's a lot less of a power differential, usually, in a commercial lease than there is in a residential lease. So right now, with coronavirus and now with civil unrest in some areas and ongoing economic problems, this is a tough time for all small businesses. And especially if you're in rented space, you may be really getting squeezed on rent. Um, this is happening all the time. I get a lot of calls, and a lot of my existing clients also are facing these types of issues. And unfortunately, uh, the bottom line is there isn't really any formal relief to be had, aside from the PPP loans and, and the other government programs, you're not going to get slack at your landlord's expense because your landlord is a business too. And every business's money matters equally in the minds of the public and the government. Uh, you don't get dispensation because you're the retail store and your landlord is a landlord. You're on equal footing. So you're going to have to negotiate whatever solution you need to keep your business open. And it is a pure negotiation. There's not much leverage to be had. So you've got to work together with your landlord and recognize that they are under the same financial stress as you are. Even if they seem to be a larger successful business, you've got to know they're facing the same pressures. And when you're talking to them about the concessions that you need to stay operating and to keep your business open, understand that those concessions are at their expense and there has to be some type of give and take. And you may not feel very good about how this turns out and it may not feel fair, but know that your landlord doesn't feel like it's very good either because they're losing money too. So, uh, you know, I think this comes back to a message of unity in some sense. We're in <laughs> this together. We're in this together. <laughs> you can't uh, expect your business to survive if your landlord fails. And likewise, your landlord's property management business cannot survive if his tenants go under. 
That they is the leverage you you've got. To. They need you too. They can't be doing mass evictions right now. And although your landlord may be angry and upset at doing a rent concession, anything like that, uh, bottom line is in order to keep your business open, they may be willing to cut you some slack. But try to do it cooperatively and understand that you're sharing in the pain uh, and that everybody's got to work together to keep all the businesses open. Yes. So that brings us to our last part, our life moment. So you need friends right now. It is really stressful out there. And as business owners, it's really helpful to have people in your corner that you can commiserate with, that know what you're going through, that you know really just need to be part of your lives, that make life a little bit easier. And with us, we have a group of our friends. Uh, we have Annie, Kenyatta, and Irene with us. For Sip Happens, Mixing Business with Pleasure, and uh, we're super excited to have them on the show. Hi, ladies. Annie, I think you're on silent. <laughs> You've got yourself muted. Is there a tractor there going go. by? <laughs> I was running through the yard, and I just had to yell at him because he's a Russell and he's a jerk. <laughs> My mom's playing uh, her mother's farm in Oklahoma, I believe. Yes. I am super, <laughs> super jealous. All right. So let's get some intros out of the way and start with Annie. Annie, tell our listeners who you are and uh, what makes you awesome and what you get out of Sip Happens. Uh, I'm Annie Kavanaugh and I run Annie Cav Salon Studio in Phoenix. Uh, I have a, a few other little uh, projects uh, also. So um, I'm learning how to be a serial entrepreneur um one step at a time so yeah but i'm a hairdresser and um super creative person i run a costume shop and yeah so what else did you ask me i forgot already <laughs> how'd you learn about sip happens oh yeah sip happens <laughs> rochelle and kenyatta and i don't know whose idea it was i think it was yours rochelle but we all got together and decided that we needed to be drinking during business hours on occasion together not at work so we decided on different Fridays that we would um, get together and do that and take a little break from work. So I had a like a retail space uh, and a salon with other stylists in it for a while. So it's kind of a slave to those retail hours. And uh, I kind of refocused my, um, my business plan and just took a step away from that and regrouped. And I opened up a private studio. And I was able to be in control of my schedule again, which was really important to me because those retail hours, it was overwhelming and there just wasn't enough time in the day to do the business, much less run the business on top of that, being owner operated. So that was really tough. So what I like about SIP Happens is it's just this reminder to me that I am in control. <laughs> the business isn't running me. I'm running a business and that if I need time off, I don't have to feel guilty about taking that time off and like meeting up with my girlfriends and getting my work time in with my social time because my social people are also workhorses and it's nice for us to get together and be workhorses. There's a difference between owners and employees. <laughs> I want to hang out with <laughs> So, oh. yeah. Thank you, Annie. You're so welcome. Let's talk to Kenyatta. So Kenyatta, tell us uh, all about you, your awesomeness, and Sip Happens and the funness. And funness. So I'm Kenyatta, like it says in my little banner here. How adorable is that? <laughs> With Freedom Empire Consulting. And I coach, I influence, and I protect. I basically help my clients, in, in my mind, to build their freedom empires. But I help them shield those empires as well. So uh, I'm a behavioral superpower coach. What is that? I am an influencer. There's 10 behavioral superpowers. Influencer is one of them. Uh, Rochelle is a strategist. Yeah, I'm telling your business. That's her superpower. Uh, Mike's an initiator. Annie's a community builder. And Irene, I have no idea how we do not know what yours is yet. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Like, we would, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, after this call, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we definitely must fix that right now. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, with the behavioral superpower coach, I basically help decode human behavior and optimize performance. So I do that through one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching. I host a behavioral mastermind, and I really just give people an opportunity to know who they are so they can do what they are and be who they are without apology. Um, but it all just really starts with self-awareness. And um, I'm a big uh, believer in that, that we look within 
and we can find the strength to do whatever we need to do and be who we're going to be. The protect piece of my business is Legal Shield. I love the law so much that I'm not a lawyer. I like to connect people with lawyers <laughs> like Rochelle and Mike. And listening to that law section, my God, you guys are just so good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ah, you know. But I really believe that. Um, to reach out to the people who have gone to school to learn the things I don't know. And, uh, you know, uh, trust those experts and the people who really make it a passion. And you two clearly love what you do and um, are really good at it. So with Legal Shield, I help people build those empires, but I know that they need to protect them as well. All the advice that you're offering to people, um, oftentimes they, they get it for free from a podcast like this, or they have to pay an attorney or they have a service like what we do. So that's what I do. Uh, SIP happens, Rochelle, I think it was your idea. To do like you send that text, you're like four o'clock, this place, we're drinking, and I'm like yes, you know. <laughs> and I wasn't always able to attend, but tried to make it a priority because again, like Annie said, you know, we are our own bosses. We're all business women and and men, and we get to decide what we want to do when we want to do it, and that means we get to decide maybe on a Friday that we're done working at two o'clock and we are going to go somewhere and have some time to fellowship, you know, with our friends. And for us, this happens. I mean, yeah, we have a great time, but again, we're like the workhorses, like Annie says, you know, we're running our businesses, we're doing the thing and we work hard. So then we play hard and that play time might start at two and end at whatever time that is. <laughs> you know, And uh, it's always a great time because I'm inspired, you know, by you women and by the other women have come and joined us as well. And then we let men come hang out at some point, you know, as well. Uh, Mike, you know, let me. <laughs> yeah, Mike is not excluded from SIP Happens after a certain time. <laughs> you know? but it, uh, it truly is, you know, just powerful to get together and, and we get together, we mastermind of sorts, right? I mean, that's really what it's about. We learn you know, what's been happening in the last month? What are your, what are your wins? You know, Rochelle asked us, Hey, what, what are your wins for this last month or this week? You know, what, what have you been doing? You know, how did you find the thing that you really just killed it at? Like, what does that look like? And we spend more time, I think, talking about that than the things that maybe didn't work. Because again, I think I probably said at the table a couple of times, uh, we don't come here to complain. I think someone said that once. We're like, we come here and we're going to complain and whine. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what this is about. If anything, it's about sharing something. And then we talk about what the solution is, right? And so I think the conversations are absolutely valuable. And I learned from you all and love being a part of it. And um, I love Sip Happen. I love to sip. So <laughs> that's part of it. Share that. <laughs> I, I love it. I, love I described it. Sip Happen as a group of people. We get together and we mentor and we coach and we grow and we find solutions to problems and we basically sit around and drink and congratulate the hell mm -hmm. out of each other for hours on end. It's great. <laughs> I agree. All right, everybody, you're up. Tell us who you are, what you do, and sit happens. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Irene Flosky. I am the owner of Independence Insurance Group. I have been in the insurance industry for 17 years now. I've had my agency for 10, and what we do is we find insurance solutions for individuals and for businesses. So we handle commercial and personal insurance, and we represent over 50 different insurance companies, and we help each of our clients find the right combination of coverage and price. We have an excellent team that cares for our clients, and we love what we do. And I love being part of SIP Happens. So Rochelle, you invited me uh, originally, and I met Annie and Gignata, and business just started happening immediately. Connections started happening immediately. We became friends so quickly, close friends. Uh, I think that even though we are, each of us, we're so different in, in, in so many ways, we have the commonality that we own our businesses. But um, we really do have a great fellowship. Uh, we admire each other in many ways. And while we're so different in, in, in many aspects, I think that we're bound by uh, respect and admiration and, and encouragement. We talk about business a lot, which is a mastermind group, and it's, and it's not helpful and fantastic. And we talk about uh, challenges with employees, challenges with businesses and clients and solutions. And we also talk about life. We talk about our personal lives a lot. We talk about 
our relationships, our, our goals, our, our desires. It's just a great group to, to belong to. We have cocktails. We talk the entire time nonstop and we eat. We have lots of appetizers. So it's, a, it's, a, it's such a wonderful time because not only we help each other's businesses explode, we coach each other, we encourage each other during tough situations, we support each other and we bring ideas that otherwise we might not have thought of on our own. That's why I love it. So true. Can I give my little perspective? Yes. So I came to Ship Happens a little bit late. This was originally a ladies group, um, explicitly a ladies group. It was uh, you guys getting together and inviting some other people. And that's awesome. And I did not intend in originally intend to join at all. I, I didn't think I needed to, <laughs> to butt into your group. But uh, Rochelle kept inviting me. And eventually I thought, you know, if she really wants me to go, then I might as well. I'd like to. Uh, you know, we're all friends who've been hanging out anyways outside of Zip Happens, so it's not like I didn't know you guys. But I uh, started coming, and my practice is always to show up late. You guys get the whole afternoon together first, and then I work a normal day and come in the evening. So I'm there for the last few hours. And it's always really great to show up partway through this and see you guys engaged with your newcomers because there are always some newcomers who get invited and who haven't really become part of the core crew yet. Um, it's just really impressive to come see that large of a group of business owners and a very diverse group of female business owners coming together and sharing their professional perspectives with each other. Kenyatta, when you were talking a few minutes ago, you mentioned that SIP Happens really functions like a mastermind group. And it certainly does. You know, it is a social event. And the point was to do a happy hour and just relax and blow off steam. But none of us can just do that. Can we? <laughs> none of us can just blow off some steam and, and not talk about work because we're work-minded people. We're entrepreneurs. We focus on this all the time. And we do it for fun. So by the time I get there at seven, eight o'clock, everyone's well lubricated. You guys have been going at it for a while. And we go into these discussions about politics and business and marketing and managing employees and life stress. And I'll tell you what, those are some of the most in-depth and, and uh, complicated discussions and very useful discussions that I get to participate in. I love this group. And people need to understand if they're going out on their own in business or trying to start out as an entrepreneur that this is an important aspect of your life as a business person and an entrepreneur. You need to have friends like this and do stuff like this, whether it's a barbecue on the weekends that you get some other business owners to come over to, uh, or whether it's a happy hour exactly like this one. Know that it isn't just a social event. You make it one, and you don't make it too businessy, but you're not going to be able to stop talking about work. And I think we've all gained a lot professionally from the conversations that we've had at SIP Adams. All of us have. Yeah, I think we all just kind of, uh, I remember being a super workaholic a couple years ago where I just worked all the time and I never, ever, ever took time off. It was just seven days a week, as much as I could do. And then it just, I started to get really sick and I was burning out and it just became so obvious that I had to take time to just recharge and I found that the best way to do that was to hang out with people who know what I'm going through because being an entrepreneur can feel very lonely. Sometimes the problems are complicated and sometimes they feel overwhelming, but when you're surrounded with people that don't judge you surrounded by people who are just really chill and just want to hang out, it makes it a lot easier. And you don't, there's a difference between hanging out with people who own a business and hanging out with employees. Employees complain about their bosses and it's hard to hang out with people who are constantly complaining about their bosses when you're a boss. So it makes it a lot easier to hang out with other bosses. <laughs> Rochelle, this is an excellent point. And we've talked about this at length before about how when we hang out, like I was saying, like, I don't want to hang out with employees. Occasionally, I, have, I mean, I have friends. I do have a wife, too. With other friends, sort of. You know, I don't, it's hard to hang out with them and do like their version of happy hour because they go into their happy hour to blow off steam and to complain about work. And the whole time when they're complaining about their boss, I'm thinking to myself, you do realize your boss is being a jerk because they just want you to do your job. That's all they want. And you're not doing it. And 
we get together and while we express our challenges with our businesses and the things that we struggle with, right? Like we celebrate our victories and all these things, as small as they are, they are big victories for small business owners. But when we get together um, and we share our struggles, we don't complain about work because if we are complaining about our job, we have a way bigger problem on our hands than our other friends who are just employees. And I don't want to hear someone complain about their work. I'm a, you you don't like your job? Like solve your problem. Stop <laughs> you, don't like, you don't like your boss? How about you get up off of your butt and you do something where you don't have a boss? That's what I did. I was like, I don't like being told what to do. So welcome it is because right. who, who do you have the blame and that that's so exactly we, what it is right so we don't complain about our jobs nope. we don't it's reframed it's not a complaint right it's like a hey i'm i'm struggling with this but it, we still acknowledge that we have the control over this situation and when you discuss that with people who don't have control over their situations they cannot, does not compute, does not compute. They, they're like brain explodes. Well, so and I hang out with you guys is you're very solution focused. You're like, hey, have you tried, right? There's this coaching and this mentoring. And like, I don't think a way a lot of people do. Mike and I are like crazy, stupid, abstract thinkers. So sometimes the real obvious kind of Occam's razor answer is not what my brain tells me is the answer to the problem. And I need, you guys are great sounding boards for people like me because I feel very alone in my social group because they're all a bunch of really sad employees with, you know, not working with cool bosses like we are, you know. I hope our employees think we're cool bosses. I, I hope so. I hope so. Between Rochelle and I, she just said, I really try to be a cool boss. And I said, huh, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that it's so important to me, going back to how we're so different, um, we see the world differently. We act differently. Uh, we have different talents. And so whenever we have a challenge, the fact that you, Rochelle, Annie, Yara, have your way of looking at life, you bring solutions to me that otherwise I wouldn't have thought of. Um, so the fact that we're, we're so different and only enhances our, our, our partnership so strongly. So when, we, when we're going through challenges, that is, that is such a, a huge value to me because it's always... It's always good to surround yourself with people that you're very um, alike with, that, that you have a lot of commonalities with. But um, I, just, I just love our group so much because we are so different and we see things so differently. And yet we have so much respect and admiration for each other. And the solutions that we, that we figure out together, I mean, we've, we've worked on anything from logos to marketing plans to challenges with employees how to source porta johns in what better way to do business than to grow your business with your friends you know what what came what came first the, the business partnership or the friendship, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just so glad that you girls are there. Mike, you too. That you guys are there. <laughs> My folks are there. He's um, one of the girls. Because Mike, you're out there changed now. <laughs> and, and, Go ahead. And people in my, in my other networks, I'm so grateful for, for their friendships because not only I can come to them for professional advice, whatever the situation may be, but I know that they, that they care. And, and, and that's truly what makes the biggest difference is that we all care deeply for, for each other, for our companies, for our employees, for our other uh, business relationships. And what, what, better, what better way to, to do business than that? Right. I think um, also, too, we, you know, I don't know. I love you guys. 
I think we love each other too. I think that we've like built like really strong friendship and bond. And it is fun when others come and join us as well, because we're like, come, you know, come with us. Like, let's have these conversations. And I think we all love what we do and we have value systems that are similar because it wouldn't work otherwise. Like you said, you know, we want to take care of our people who are around us. We love our businesses. We're passionate about what we do. So for us to sit around and talk about it for hours, is not that big of a deal. Whereas some people might say, oh my God, I don't want to talk about work. You know, we hardly ever say that because it's our, it's our life. We found congruency with what we should, what we're built to do. And I think that that is, that's, that's critical for us. Now I want to shift gears really quick for a second, because I want to talk about how much fun SIP happens from the indulgence perspective. Yes. Because <laughs> we've like been to cool places where we're like, yeah, bring that to the table, whatever that thing is. We're like, oh, which one of these desserts do you want? What do you mean, which one? It's about how we operate. Yeah, like, so, should we bring I'm an interrupter. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> work on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let me so, Annie, hold on. So, we'll stop. The whole idea of, you know, we, we're thirsty. We want our drinks filled. We want the table full. We want samples of whatever. I think, uh, and we go to cool places too. And Rochelle typically is the one who picks. Let me just say that. Rochelle sends the text. Hey girls, we're going meeting in here at this time. Here, Rochelle's a strategist, right? She's not asking anybody any questions about how they, how she thinks how we think it should go, that's not a concern to her. What's a concern? What she wants is a plan and it executed. So she will be like, we're meeting at this time at this place. And we're just all, okay, <laughs> you know, like if we can't make it, maybe there's a little bit of back and forth. But for the most part, we know if she set the date and the place and the time, you know, it's just going to happen. So I love that, believe me, because then I just got to show up and I got to think about it. But she takes us to cool places around the valley where we get to indulge. And so that's another piece that I like, like eating big steaks and desserts and lots of libations. Annie. I'm thank you, Kenyatta. <laughs> so sometimes we go to multiple places and we are really good at sticking to our schedule. And what that really works well for are our other business owner women who maybe something comes up that morning, right? And like as a business owner, we have priorities. So it's really great to know that we stick to this kind of strict, if we have three places, we're at this place. Rochelle and I will be somewhere at like 11, pre partying And then SIP happens, we'll start at 12 or 1 or 2 or whatever. And then at 4 o'clock, we're at this place. And then at 6 o'clock, we're at this place. And then no matter what your day holds for you, there's some flexibility. Like, we don't care when you can come, but you know where we are at what time. And anyone can come and join us and stay as long as they wish, go to whatever place they want. So I really like that. The other thing I really like is that we all get together and we eat like a full plate of food everywhere we go. And <laughs> Rochelle always orders like all the desserts. <laughs> She'll order the entire dessert menu. And I don't order, I never order dessert ever. I just, I'm not a sweet person, but I, that's like one of my favorite things is like, oh my God, I'm going to get four said desserts. But what I like about the rigidity of the schedule and Rochelle just kind of taking the reins, that's that's her superpower. Um, I'm a community builder. I make this, I don't know how you other business owners feel, but I make decisions all freaking day long and it, I'm so done. And when it comes to SIP Happens, I have this blank mind of where to go. I live in downtown Phoenix. I'm surrounded by all the cool, trendy, weird, let's go visit it places. And it is so nice for Rochelle to just like, Oh, it's this, this, and this this time. I'm like, thank God someone is making the decisions for me for a moment. So right. I really appreciate that kind of thing. Uh, it's really fantastic. But yes, all the weird, the tomahawk steak, where were we for that? That was epic. It was like an upstairs bar. Oh, second story. Yes. Second story. I cannot announce yeah. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Yeah. That was so awesome. But remember, where were we? We were at Seasons 52. We got shushed. We were having such a good time doing laugh yoga that we got shushed in the bar. <laughs> there were like 10 of us. So it was, a, it was a big crowd. So, you know, I think 
the, one of the fun parts about it is we never know who's going to show up. You know, we never, like, we all invite whoever we think would just enjoy hanging out, you know, like, are you a small business owner that's feeling like you could use some friends? You should message us. We're a lot of fun. Um, that's kind of like what we do once a month. We just kind of hang out and commiserate and survive together. It's been a little difficult, I think, with coronavirus because you can't go places uh, with a big group of people. So we've been trying to do the house party app, but all the days just sort of blend together. So it's not it's not the same. And we'll figure out how to make it different. <laughs> I really like our rotating door of new people. And Cynthia, my high school buddy, she's a therapist. So she has people who are like takers, right? Like we go to our therapist to like take and be given in tomorrow. She came and sat down with us one time when we were drinking tequila at a taco bar. This unceremonial entry to our night. But she sat down and she didn't have really time to decompress from her work. And she sat down and she said, was one of her first like real sip happens that she had joined us for. And she looked around. She's like, I don't, I don't get why this makes me feel so good. <laughs> and I was telling her like, no one here needs anything from you. Yeah. It's simple. We all just are there for each other. And it makes it very simple for us to like do that commiseration and to, let loose and have fun and to kind of play a little bit, but we never leave work behind. Why would you? We do that because that's what we like to do. Like Rochelle, we do it for fun. We run businesses for fun. (laughs) The second that running a business becomes not fun, I will Rick and Morty this so fast. (laughs) Yes. Bye. I love it. What's this? Yep. Here are the forms for the employee benefits plan. Nope, I'm done. As business owners, when you can offer benefits, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever to be able to offer employees healthcare. I was so excited when I got like direct deposit payroll. So excited. Like there's just, when I got a real printer, like I got a lease contract for a printer I was more excited about that than renting office space. Like there's just so many little things that I just enjoy about owning a business that are stupid, but that like the second I'm bored with this. Yeah. Like I should, I should stop, but I, I doubt it. I, I like it way too much. It was pretty fun to leave your copier. <laughs> <laughs> I really like my copier. Simple <laughs> things. That's really exciting. For those of you out there who aren't familiar with how this works, copy machines like you see in an office cost about as much as a new car. So generally a small business doesn't buy a brand new machine like that. You lease it and the companies out there will come to your office and do a whole big spiel and you run them against each other and get quotes on different machines. And then eventually you get one and you got monthly payments on it and you love it because it costs you so much that you better love it. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed uh, someone in the comments is saying that they're saying someone's an awesome boss. Sammy. Sammy is my right hand, and I absolutely her, and she's got a birthday coming up. And I happy birthday, Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Yeah. A couple of times, but I know she does every day. So (laughs) she's so fantastic. Uh, I have such a great team right now. It's kind of hard to not absolutely be thrilled with how things are going. Speaking of real life issues, we're all kind of dealing with coronavirus right now and how that's affected all of our businesses. So I know for Annie, you know, running a salon, doing a personal service, it's so difficult because of the no contact and the forced closure. And with Kenyatta, you were already virtual and, you know, you just didn't even miss a beat. And I know with Irene, you were just hustling to protect as many people as you can which I thought was awesome. And then of course, Mike and I had to go completely virtual. So that was fun. Um, So what other things do you think are novel about what we're going through? And where do you think you're headed? Irene, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, fortunately, we've been able to stay very busy during the season. I thought I was going to have time to organized so many things and that hasn't happened. So I'm thankful for that. 
but we've been focusing on on education a little bit. I've had I've I've, I've taken the opportunity to have my team educate on new things to upgrade certain systems, uh, get more features in in order for our workflow to be just more effective. So just building enhancements and increasing productivity uh, and the things that makes us productive. Um, I have certainly missed um, meeting Meeting with people, it's uh, it's something that I really enjoy, that I really have a need for, and so that's been that's been such a challenge for me. You know, not not meeting with you, of course, uh, in person has been has been. I've missed you so much. I've missed our I've missed our meeting, but uh, I'm grateful that we live in 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 an era where we have different platforms that still allow us to to connect and to be in touch and to do business virtually we were very set up my office uh, was very set up for working remotely already so it was it was a very seamless transition for us i i see that a lot of businesses are going that route um a lot of businesses are gonna obviously downsize their office space if not eliminate it completely and just looking for other alternatives to continue to make business happen that does not require as much human contact, which, you know, whether that's going to be a permanent thing or not, um, I, I, I do expect for it to change. Uh, but I know that it'll be in the end for good. Um, I know that uh, while many are struggling, I know that the creativity of uh, business owners and individuals are kicking in. And I think that many good things will, will happen after this and that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in the end changes for good and make us better because that's, that's, that's why we do what we do. I do think it is true that there are going to be a lot of good things that come out of the end of coronavirus and our unrest and everything else. Um, not all good, of course. I'm not saying we're better off for having coronavirus, but the bottom line is we've got coronavirus around here, so we're just going to have to deal with it. And not every result of that will be negative. Um, those of us whose businesses do survive coronavirus, uh, everyone whose business survives, will be in a better position as we recover from it. Um, and unfortunately, some of that comes at the expense of those whose businesses won't make it and already haven't made it. Um, those leave gaps in our commerce. There will be opportunities for business people to start new businesses to fill the gaps that are left by those that don't survive coronavirus. And when I say don't survive, I'm not talking about people dying. I'm talking about businesses going under, uh, which has been a huge problem. So we all, as business people, got to keep our heads straight and we've got to keep our logic in play so that rather than being overwhelmed by the negativity of coronavirus and of the economic shutdown and of having to change our, our businesses, we see that despite that difficulty, there are opportunities for each of us out of that. Uh, opportunities in real estate, opportunities in entertainment, in restaurants, uh, all of these industries, direct retail, um, and uh, commercial real estate serving all of those industries. There will be opportunity, true opportunity, in a regrowing economy as we recover here. So we all got to be ready and position ourselves not just to survive with our current businesses, but to be prepared financially and personally to take hold of those opportunities in our communities as we recover from coronavirus to make sure that the recovery for everyone is smooth by stepping in and restarting those businesses. And yeah, that's a profit opportunity for each of us. We can make a lot of money out of it, but it's great for the community as a whole, too because we all got to recover and having those businesses available, the new growing ones uh, on the upswing at the end here is what will make everybody feel like we're getting back to some sort of normal. And, and, and I see you all, um, of course, you're close friends, of course, but you guys are also my, my eyes, my ears out there. Uh, you guys are my sales force. I'm your sales force and so yes. are all of our other business partners. So it's important to keep those connections, to stay in touch, to continue to find out what 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 the other is doing. Hey, I'm I, I've, now I'm doing this, or I've included this new thing as part of my business, and and just look at connecting each other. 
I think it's such, it's such a big thing to, to really create networks like the ones that we have um, because it it is um, we are each other's sales force. So I know I know that when somebody is is looking for for legal assistance, I know where to go. When somebody asks me for the best hairstylist in the world, I know where to go. Uh, when somebody asks me for how to improve their 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 business and their leadership, Kenyatta, you are an amazing teacher. Um, and so uh, that's what I love about um, about my business partners is that eventually they become my friends and and we mentor each other also so much and and I'm I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I know when I'm stressed and it takes a lot for me to feel overwhelmed. I tend to be pretty chill. So when I'm stressed, it's like, hey, Mike, Mike's not available. Hey, Kenyatta. Hey, Annie. Hi, Irene. Like, those are, this is my go-to crew for advice and, you know, a different perspective because we all see the world differently and it's always helpful to surround yourself with people that when you're feeling a little lost that you can call and get back on track. So especially now with what's going on in the world. It feels a little surreal. It's like 2020 is a dumpster fire and it's sort of a choose your own adventure. Pick a person, place and thing and throw them all in the hat and pick one of each and see what happens. Um, <laughs> it's pretty terrifying out there. It's weird. And it's just nice to know that even though you're on an island in your own business, doing your own thing, there are lots of other business owners out there happy to give you advice, happy to take you under their wing, happy to mentor you, happy to talk strategy, go over marketing plans, teach you something new. Um, there's just, you know, business owners in general are such a huge community that often forgets it's a community. <laughs> well, all those people want to do all those things for you, but are they willing to get drunk with you? Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How, how close I'm that friend. Friends. Anyone can call me. I'm that friend. <laughs> yes. You are my friend when you know what my drink of choice is. <laughs> order a drink when we get your text that you're par- trying to park and coming in and like you can walk in and your drink like slides down the table to you. <laughs> yeah. You want to go where everybody knows. Right. Right. I was going to say, it's kind of a cheers sort of a deal. The, yeah. the bar is different, but the crowd's the same. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we're not a business network. We're like business family. And if anyone wants aggressive optimism, that's where I come in. (laughs) I will be aggressively optimistic. It may make you sick. (laughs) I may ask you to, you know, go back to your plan. Like you had a plan. What are you tripping about? (laughs) You know, but yeah, we all, I love it. I just love the group. We love, you know. Kenyatta is the hall monitor. What are you doing? Do you know that it's wrong? Okay, get back to what you know you're supposed to be doing. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. So good at it. I love Kenyatta for it. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. That kind of a hall monitor in my life. I know. I see Sean from my office is watching and she also said, you're an awesome boss. Thank you. You're an awesome Uh, employee. You're a great team member. So glad you're on my team. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) she's watching on the stream. So, Kenyatta, Sean, you should reach out to Kenyatta when you got some time and talk about goal planning. I see Seals also in the call. Hello. So, yeah, like, yeah, reach out. Is Sean being my mastermind? It's starting. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Maybe just uh, insight on the 12 week year, what it is. I can do that. She's got a lot going on. We all do. Yeah, it's kind of hard to plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike and are you going to do the next mastermind? I don't know. I probably am not going to be on this one, but um, I don't know. Are you going to be able to do it? No, I'm in the I'm in week two of my new twelve week year, so good. Okay. so going good. Whether you do it with me or not, just do it because it works. <laughs> it does. I did it three times with Kenyatta, so I'm in. I'm reaching the end of this twelve year week year will be my full year cycle on the 12 week year. And if you don't know what the 12 week year is, Google it. It's a great book. It's a great read. Do it. It'll change your life. Google Turner. Okay. Google that because that will solve way more problems than Googling what the 12 week year is. Let you know what it takes to actually facilitate that. That is very true. If I hadn't joined the mastermind. Yeah. Hold a spot for me in the next class, Kenyatta. Rachel convinced me to engage. She was like, pull your head out of the sand. 
it wasn't the sand that she told oh. me to pull my head out of, but oh. I'm pulling my head out of it. And I, um, I think I'm just gonna, I'm just I'll, gonna. Do I'll, it. I'll see you there. <laughs> just tie a, I'll tie the rope around my waist. Please just drag me along. I need it. So we're accountability buddies, right? I think someone hated me when I said that term the first time, but I'm like, well, whatever. Accountability buddies, man. I didn't make it up. And I, <laughs> I want to add something off the topic of that because I want to say thank you on behalf. I don't know who I'm saying thank you on behalf of, but Irene and Rochelle hosted an amazing bridal shower for Annie at Irene's house. And I'm just going to say that this, this was like the whole, like the culmination of the power of Sip Happens. I just, you know, I I don't know. This was, it was only like a a day ago. It seemed like when we could actually get together in person. (laughs) I don't know. Cause it doesn't seem like that was long. And that might've been the last time I saw all of you live in person. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, but it was. the, the, the power of us, you know, coming together as business owners and, and really breaking it down to like friendships, right? Mi- mixing that business with pleasure because, and I'm getting all emotional about it. And obviously Andy is as well, but you know, that was just really, really cool where I got to see like even another side, you know, of you women in a different kind of light, you know, at a bridal shower for Annie, I got to be at Irene's amazing house and gorgeous house with a pool table. We sat at the bar and you guys had food and you guys put it all together. You had the strategist plan in your bridal shower, man. That's dope right there because it was on lock, you know, just everything you guys did and, and meeting, you know, Annie, your family and friends and your mom and, and sharing with them that you are the community builder and what that really means, you know, and just having the opportunity. You know what? None of my other friends offered to do my bridal shower. Oh, well, cause, because they don't, they're not take charge kind of people. So <laughs> I'm like, Hey, Rochelle, I kind of need a friend to, to Rochelle and Irene, I need someone to do this for me. And I hated having to ask, but they were just like, Oh my God, really? Absolutely. Let's do that. And I was so grateful. I had a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. We had to postpone my like family wedding right after we started to get some momentum and uh, we ended up doing a civil service and it was legal, but it was like wildly unsatisfying. So we just don't feel like we're married and, we, you know, it's been hard, but I'm just like, oh my God, I did have my bridal shower and it was so cool. And like, that's what I'm hanging on to right now is like, that was the closest thing we really had to like a normal process. I'm so grateful for you guys to have like done something like that for me because... And here's where the here's where the, and the you know? here's where the business and the pleasure because you still took care of business that day. You showed up on the mastermind at your bridal shower. I did the mastermind from Irene's husband's office. Yeah, I was not yeah. Out. I'm like, where's my drink? You know, what I mean? like, and so there's just beauty, and magic there, and and we really have married those two things together because life does not have to be separate from business. And I think that's kind of like a little bit of the point of of this from my, how I see it is that. They can be the same thing and they can work together. So I just love you guys and thank you for, for all of it. So, so. yeah. Thank you, my friend, for throwing my bridal shower. <laughs> that meant the world to me. I still have one of those ringlets hanging in, hanging in my. Yes. <laughs> well, we're coming over to the hour here. Before we go, let's have each of you. We have a major intro here. You, I don't know. You, yeah. 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 Um, sorry, that technical issue. So we're coming to the end of our time here. And before we go, I'd like to have everybody go around and give your contact information one more time and what it is that you do. And we'll start with Irene. Hang on one second. We'll unmute you. There we go. There you go, Irene. All right. So uh, we, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. So uh, Independence Insurance Group, we are in North Phoenix on 32nd Street and Shea. Anywhere in Arizona, we can help, um, as well as in other states. But our website is www.indi, and that's www.indieinsurance.com. Everybody needs insurance, whether you are an individual, whether you are a company. Uh, let us help you shop around for the right combination of coverage and price. Our number is 480-656-1036, and we are eager to help. Thank you, Irene and Kenyatta. Kenyatta Turner with Freedom Empire Consulting, and you can simply go to www.freedomempireconsulting.com. 
And Annie, tell us how to get a hold of you. Uh, Annie Cav Salon Studio, you can find on Instagram at helpme underscore Annie or at AnnieCav.com. And I'm Mike Fulton oh, with the Law Firm. I got rid of my phone. That's It's great. Providing, <laughs> providing uh, business law services and estate planning and business consulting in the city of Phoenix. You can find us at www.pnlaw.pro. Rochelle? I'm Rochelle Poulton, your favorite consumer rights attorney. And you can find me online at xfirmlaw.com or you can call us 480-305-0603. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.